What's up? It's Monday, May 17th, and you're listening to episode 22 of the Chasing Points podcast, your weekly honest dive into the world of sports. <laughs> hey, I'm Sam. <laughs> I'm Brandon. <laughs> What's up, Pace? I assume. Uh, uh, the reason why Sam is laughing and I'm laughing so hard right now is uh, Zoom just decided to let us know that the meeting is being recorded and it was very, very weird because that's never happened to either of us before. So um, new things. Uh, we come back with new sounds in our ears. So I think you got to leave that audio in if it showed up on the recording. That's it, funny. It, if it did, I'm going to just so I can leave a gap and people just be like, Okay, now I get why they were yeah, laughing. I wish you could silent. see our wish I could see our faces <laughs> and your face are like pointing at me and I'm like trying to click <laughs> on this consent for whatever. What's up, dude? It's uh, a wild wild Sunday night. It's the uh oh, it's the end of the regular season in the NBA. We got a lot to talk about. <laughs> and a, a cool little feature by Zoom, but you know, <laughs> it's something I could have done without. <laughs> yeah. Looking ahead tonight, as I mentioned, the NBA playoffs are kind of taking shape here as the regular season ends, and uh, you're hearing this today, son, or you're we're recording this tonight, Sunday night, and uh, you'll hear this Monday morning. So some of these games are yet to be decided, but we'll, we'll let you know that. Uh, we're going to talk a little baseball. We're going to talk a little football, but first we have to dive in um, to Saturday night's Basketball Hall of Fame inductions and the 2020 class was uh, enshrined into, well, I guess via Mohegan Sun enshrined into uh, the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame in Springfield, Mass. The 2020 class, of course, included 18-time NBA All-Star and five-time NBA champion Kobe Bean Bryant, 15-time NBA All-Star and three-time NBA Finals MVP Tim Duncan, and a 15-time All-Star and nine-time NBA All-Defensive Team uh, member, Kevin Garnett, as well as Tamika Catchings and, and more. We'll get into that. But, uh, Hayes, right off the bat, what, you know, emotional day last night, emotional night. What stood out to you watching that uh, ceremony? I, I think the thing that everybody's been talking about ever since it happened, which was Vanessa's speech. Uh, now, I know in the past um, – well, at least in the NFL, when when they have somebody walk you up, don't they normally speak the person that they choose to to bring you up, or they say like a little something before you? Yeah, get, like right. Intro you, yeah. So I I went into this thinking that Jordan was gonna say something on the behalf of Kobe. Um, and when I didn't see that, I was like, damn, like I I really wanted to hear that. I know he spoke at his uh his funeral at the um, Staples Center but I wanted to hear Jordan say more, but uh, Vanessa's speech was so beautiful. What she said in there of, of how Kobe was uh, so humble off the court. And <laughs> she emphasized that, which was great because uh, Kobe is a competitor on court and nobody was his friend on the court. If you're on his, even if you were his teammate, you weren't his friend on the court. Like he, he expected the best of you. Uh, but one of the things I think that stood out the most for me, what, what she said is that, uh, Kobe played through so many injuries and Vanessa asked, why don't you just sit out? And Kobe said, but what about the person, the kid or the family that spent all their money to spend in a nosebleed just to see me once? Like I'm playing the game for them to hear that warmed my heart yeah. because we've, bumps, we've been to so many games that 
you know, understanding that certain teams come to town and you want to see certain players, like let, let's just say for instance, prior to uh, two years ago, there was no Kyrie, no KD, no James Harden um, in Brooklyn. The only time you would see them is if the Warriors came, which that ticket was expensive for KD. If Harden came, it was him and Westbrook. If Kyrie came, it was him and the Celtics, right? So it's a, it was always an expensive ticket, not seeing all of them. So if they were sitting out for, uh, you know, uh, what was it, uh, time uh, minute management or time management or whatever, uh, time loading, whatever it is, uh, and you spent this money to see this particular player, I can only understand, I can only – I can't feel or fathom how it would feel for a kid that a parent maybe scratched up and worked extra time to see that one player for their kid to make them so happy because he's their favorite player. And then they sit, they're sitting out on the bench because of low management, right? Like I, I'd be sick to my stomach if I was in that situation. I'm sick to my stomach sometimes when I pay and I don't see certain players. So that stood tall for me. Um, Tim Duncan, uh, given his love and respect uh, to pop at the end of his speech. He saved him all the way for the end of his speech. Uh, Tim pretty much kind of winged it uh, when he was talking up there. I know some of it was definitely written down, uh, but he winged it for the most part. And it was still beautiful because it was genuine uh, giving his love to Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili, which he said he can't wait to see them up there because he'll be sitting in the crowd for them uh, giving pop love because showing how pop actually came down there and did something that no, not many coaches do and showed love to him and his family uh, and hearing his whole story. I didn't get to see yet, which I'm upset about. I didn't get to see KG yet. Um, I did record that, but I want to see what KG said because that is my guy because he played so tough and did, he was a no nonsense type of guy. When you got in front of him, it was like, you better have your a game. Cause if not, he was going to tear you up the whole game. So I got, I can't wait to kind of see his and Tamika catching because I love Tamika catching as well. So I, yeah, there's a couple of them I need to see the, you know, we could talk about, and we have, we've spent whole episodes on Kobe and he deserves more. Um, mm -hmm. We could really do that. And Vanessa was just the strength and you saw it last night or Saturday night, but you also saw it the Memorial too to get up there and, you know, to take this moment that, he would have shared with his family, right? And they, he should, they, the whole family should have been together for this to happen. Yeah. But for her to, again, I don't know where she gets the strength to do this, but God, you know, God bless her and the Bryant family. And, um, and we could talk about that all, all night long. Um, but Tim Duncan, a man of no words, really, right? Yeah. He rides the party line. He's like, he gives, you know, the generic, boilerplate answer and on to the next kind of thing to see him like just you know know that and make jokes about it completely wing it but then to like you know just break down and, and to thank pop and you know to have david robinson up there as well uh with him just the hell of a moment and and the story of tamika catchings is just is incredible you know it's phenomenal yeah yeah just you know she's she's legally deaf like and and you know has a speech impediment because of it of course and um and just every all the other obstacles that she's had to climb and and to be so successful at, at the highest levels you know like 10-time wmba all-star four-time olympic gold medalist and 
you know um and i think that's the beauty of the basketball hall of fame it's not just designated to the nba um and we'll we'll get into this jay wright the villanova coach got in for the 2021 ballot it's it honors basketball you know throughout the world and to include the wnba stars in there and and the college athletes and and whatnot is is incredible so but yeah the strength of vanessa really stood out to me but you expected it right you saw it you saw it at the memorial i was you know i i thought mj was going to speak but i mean you had mj as candid as he's ever been on that stage of staples center 15 months ago or however long ago it was and you know those those moments as a sports fan will just live with you to see him and and uh Uh, just eulogize kobe what's uh kobe's oldest daughter's name i can't it's slipping my mind um natasha no natalia 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 um natalia was wearing uh kobe's jacket uh for the enshrinement and and that that messed me up when i saw that i was just like just watching all of this this weekend is just like i literally sat there yesterday Because I got the alert on my phone from Bleacher Report. Thank you, Bleacher Report, uh, that it was Kobe's portion. And I was just like, okay, let me let me go watch this. And just sitting there thinking about that, I, I, Sam, I, I swear to you, I, I looked around my room and I was like, just just to kind of be like, this is this is not real still. Right. It's still, I, yeah. I mean, we've I, talked about that a lot. Yeah. Well, I literally said it to myself yeah. yesterday. I said, uh, I this is there's no way this is, this is real. Like he's, he's going to come out, right? Like he's going to do it. And I know it it may sound like I'm crazy, but it's just like, I wished he was because I, I would have loved to hear what Kobe would have said to his competitors. Like I would have loved to hear who he gave. Cause I feel like he would have gave the most love to the people that defended him the hardest on the court. Right. Um, I would have loved to hear what he would have said to about Jordan. Yeah. Like that, that's the part that we'll never get to hear. Like we heard what Jordan said about Kobe, but we'll never get to hear what Kobe truly felt about Jordan because he's such a private person. And those are normally private conversations. We'll never get to hear that. And uh, it kind of broke my heart yesterday to, to, or, or Saturday for, for those that are listening um, to hear that and, and see that it, it, it just hurt my soul. But I, I, again, I'm extremely ecstatic that Vanessa was able to stand there strong. Um, by the way, sneakers app. I hope that your whole system is corrupted and gets hacked uh, because I'm tired of not winning sneakers because I didn't win the Kobe hall of fame sneakers. And I got the moment setting. you're sitting there last Saturday night and you're saying, I don't, man, I can't, this isn't real i saw before i was watching liberty game on friday night and before that sabrina showed up our girl sabrina Nesco showed up in the the kobe hall of fame the fives and with the mamba jersey and that was like like you see it on instagram right and then they showed videos of her walking through the tunnel and and whatnot and you just the the hair stood up on the back of your neck kind of thing just seeing that because it's snowing that was like, the same night she hit yeah. the shot right the yeah too, right? game winning three yeah she was on fire today yeah. she was at the ceremony saturday night mm-hmm. um you know would have been you know 
really interesting and great to see that relationship continue to flourish but you know he he lives on in her and every young athlete in the well, WNBA and beyond well just to say to that real quick her sabrina and vanessa are actually really really close yeah uh so i love i love to know that uh she wished uh vanessa a happy birthday on her instagram calling her sassy the most sassiest person she knows so they clearly have a great relationship and i'm glad to see that's flourishing again as you alluded to i would have loved to see her uh and kobe's relationship flourish even more and seeing what she would have learned because I feel like she would have been a sponge and, and learned whatever she possibly could. But I still think and believe that she has that Mamba mentality within her and that she's going to absolutely crush it in the WNBA. Yeah, it's a shame. Uh, it's a shame she only got to play two and a half games last year because mm-hmm. of injury, um, because she is going to take the WNBA by storm for sure. Can't and wait. I, I also hate the sneakers app caught now as well. That's for another podcast that you do every week. Mm-hmm. For the yeah. love of hype, check it out wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. We'll get on to that. <laughs> the mm-hmm. 2021 class was revealed uh, this afternoon, Sunday afternoon, uh, to be enshrined in Springfield on Saturday, September 11th. The class includes Chris Bosch, Paul Pierce, Bill Russell as a coach. And, you know, he's obviously already he's a legend, one of the greatest players of all time is already in there. But this is as a coach, the first black NBA head coach. And uh, Ben Wallace, Chris Weber, as I alluded to earlier, Villanova head coach Jay Wright. What stands out to you from this class? What thoughts, initial thoughts? Just we'll have time to talk about this in the future. But what I hope out? I hope when Chris Bosch gets to the podium that he has a bottle of champagne under the podium and he cracks it open and pours it on himself like he did when the Heat won <laughs> yeah. the finals because that would be greatness. I, I would love to see that. Um, uh, I'm happy for Chris Weber, legend. Uh, happy for Ben Wallace, defensive monster. I still feel some type of way about Paul Pierce, even though I know in his time he and the numbers that he put up, he is considered to be a Hall of Famer. But I, I just feel like Paul Pierce has done a lot of things to kind of taint his legacy. Um, and this is no like Boston hate at all, just to be very, very clear. Um, I just feel some type of way about Paul Pierce. I, I, that's the only thing I can say. He is the truth. Um, he, he was clutched, uh, big, big instrumental part of the big three. I think he's the only one that I just feel some type of way about, but I'm extremely ecstatic about Bill Russell getting his, uh, due for being the first black coach and being the only player to be a coach and be playing at the same time. Um, I, I think that is just an, a phenomenal thing uh, that he did during that time. And he's a legend and he is on the Mount Rushmore of basketball players ever. He is one of the greatest of all time and is in, in top five. And if he's not in your top five, you don't know basketball. Oh yeah. That's that's it. Yeah, without doubt. Glad Chris Weber is not going in as an announcer. Let's say that. <laughs> I'm very I, happy about that. Yeah, too. Some of, like I, I think it's hard when you I mean, you come off a of KG, Tim Duncan and Kobe Bryant, and then you get anyone else and you're it's just going to be like, nah, you know, it's just and yep. it and and that's not fair. And I'm glad they didn't group all these guys together. And, uh, you know, there's a separate ceremony. And of course, yes, a Saturday ceremony was supposed to happen last year, but because of COVID, uh, 
restrictions they they had to move it of course um but yeah just gr- great players and <laughs> i look at ben wallace winning fourth nba all defensive players or defensive player of the year i'm like man does this mean rudy gobert is gonna make it to the hall of fame he might he might I, and i'm sure he'll probably have in his speech somehow some way what happened with that incident uh with the podium when COVID and the whole pandemic started Yeah, speaking of podiums uh, yeah so that'll be uh that'll be interesting when his time is is over but uh, yeah i'm i'm ben ben was a problem he yeah, oh, yeah. oh my Keith god ben wallace oh, oh man oh gosh talk about will your team to to victory too like that that was oh four pacer uh mm-hmm. pistons yeah man um really just and by way of him leaving the league was also the center position right it's just kind of morphed into this like stretch four kind of position right but absolutely one of the true just dominant you know post centers and just defensive monsters so um also shout sure. out jay wright too yeah shout out jay wright uh, yeah for sure villanova outside of the fact that they beat my tar heels and that and that buzzer beater i'm still hurting from that um jay wright stand-up dude i love what he's done with that program uh, i love the people that have come out of that program uh the the biggest one to, to for those that are paying attention or are aware Kyle Lowry is in most recent memory um, that that was the biggest name that I've seen come out of there for him uh, thus far. So the program is phenomenal. Turn Villanova into a powerhouse uh, when they get into a tournament, everybody's paying attention to them. Uh, also had a, uh, I can't think of the guy's name. So I forget it. He's on Phoenix sun, but he's one of my favorite players right now. Uh, bridges. No, not bridges. Um, I'll get it. I don't remember his name, but yeah. Also, shout out to Mike Breen, the voice of the Knicks and uh, ESPN on, or NBA on ESPN, uh, getting in on on Friday night as part of like the media award. So, shout out there. Yeah. Any anything else on the Hall of Fame before we wrap this thing up, Ace? Uh no. And it's Malik Bridges. I knew it was Malik Bridges. Bridges. That's they, did they did they play together, Malik and. Uh, he's one of the bridge bridge brothers, right? There's Mikhail uh, Bridges and. Uh, Mikhail played for didn't he play for the Spartans? I'm trying to remember. Oh, well, right we'll look that up. No, Mikhail played for Villanova. What's the other one? Malik. Right? Malik is on the Hornets. Yeah. The other, um, yeah. yeah. So there you go. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> They're all related somehow, some way. We'll go with that. We'll go with <laughs> it. <laughs> well, transfer uh, you know transferring now <laughs> it's the mm-hmm. final day of the nba regular season as we mentioned some games are already in progress but we could talk about certainly the ones that have ended um the warriors fended off the grizzlies today clinched eighth place steph curry you know with a three to you know win the scoring title Suns uh took care of the spurs they forced the jazz to win tonight for first place the Knicks beat the Celtics after beating the Hornets the other night to lock up the four seed. Celtics lock up the six seed in the East, and the Wizards. The Wizards secure eighth place uh, in the East by beating the Hornets. Wild. So there's there's some games going on now. Uh, just NBA as a whole, the picture right now. Some thoughts of what you see going on. 
and go heading into the playoffs in these playing games? So I think it's real interesting with these playing games because it's now going to be uh, – Chris Paul said something perfectly when when uh, I think it was Shaq or Charles asked him about, you know, about your seating and who you play, and, and it was it – was, it was Charles. And CP3 cut him off and said, it doesn't matter who we play. It doesn't matter who we play in the West. Like everybody that you're going to play in the West is going to be a hard team to play against. And he's 100% right. This playing games, like the, the, what is it? The 10th seed, what they're doing from the 10, 10, 10 to, to uh, seven, seven, right? Seven. Yeah. So seven, nine, eight. Yeah. So anybody can essentially get in and be at that point. So the 10 seed can essentially get in and be the final seeding here. And it's possible because again, any team can do and will do this at any point in time. And I'm, I'm really curious to see what is going to happen here. I think teams should be absolutely scared of the warriors uh, because of what chef Curry is doing. Uh, He's, he's back to cooking again. Just imagine if they had clay right now, um, I believe they'd be a way higher seed, uh, which we need to talk about in this pod one day is to see if, uh, if he'll ever, you know, if he'll ever be something again, by the way, I'm watching this Nets game, seeing Varejao on the bench next to Jared Allen. I did not know Varejao was still in the was, league. See my eyes I, light up. I'm like, what? <laughs> I, I did not know he was still in the league. He's on the bench right now. He's, he's dressed. Like he's playing? He's he's in sweats. He's in sweats. Wow. All he's right. not playing. I did not know Anderson Varejao was still in the league. I don't know why, but he is still there because I can tell he's curly fro from anybody's curly fro. So he's still there. I don't know why. But anyway, um, the Knicks, interesting story. Happy to see – this is going to be why New York bias comes out. Happy to see that two New York teams are going to be in the playoffs. Uh, the city, I wish – there was no pandemic because the city would be rocking right now. Uh, it already kind of is uh, with with what's going on. So I'm, I'm kind of curious to see what's going on. Uh, Julius Randle has proven a lot of uh, Nick's doubters wrong. So a lot of people owe him his flowers and apologies uh, because he's been playing like an all-star. I actually saw stupid articles like, is Julius Randle ready for the spotlight? And I was just like... This, this kid's been playing. He played in L.A. and went and played in New York. You played in the two biggest markets. I think he's ready for whatever's going to come. He's been putting in the work, so I'm, I'm happy for, for him. Um, but, yeah, I, I think, Sam, I, I'm honestly interested to see what is going to happen at the top of the East and what's going to happen at the top of the West, but then also what's going to happen with the Lakers. Uh, this is a nightmare for the NBA. It is. The Lakers have to be in this playing game. And you saw it with the Pelicans last year. Like they wanted Zion in the playoffs so bad. And that, you know, they, that failed. And, you know, if they have LeBron and AD for some, I mean, they're clearly not on the same page. LeBron's not even, you know, in the lineup, out of the lineup, AD, the same AD's willing the team to, to victory on nights that he can play. And, uh, Without the two of them, you know the NBA is shaking in their boots right now, hoping that every you know they avoid this playing situation. So I got two things here. So the first one pertains to the Lakers. 
The second pertains to my nets. Do you think LeBron James will be the same after this going forward? Because this is now two major injuries that have made him miss so much time. And earlier in his career, we didn't see Bron missing his career. Is his age finally catching up to him, Sam? I think I think so in a way. I mean, he's already we talked about it a couple weeks ago when we were last on. You know, he said he'll never be the same. He'll never be 100 percent, I think, is what he said. And then we looked up all time minutes played he's like first all time in playoff minutes and second or third in regular season minutes and you add that all together that's a ton of minutes so yeah you know i still i would bet yeah i'm not a betting man but i would bet that you know even yeah 80 90 percent of lebron and as it you know goes down and down is still better than 100 percent of most players so yeah Father Time's undefeated, right? Uh, but um, yeah, I, I wouldn't bet against LeBron, not yet. Okay. So the second thing is uh, you mentioned when AD is available, uh, the Lakers are, you know, he's he's willing the Lakers to, to victory. Will we have the big three together in Brooklyn? Or is Kyrie going to continue to say, as you put me on, uh, that he's not focused on basketball. I, I think, you know, since the three of them came together, and I think that was our second podcast is when James Harden showed up um, in Brooklyn. And, you know, they played a couple games together and then injuries, mysterious absences, rest days. And I, I told you before the podcast, we were talking about the Nets and I don't, I can't tell who's playing and who's not. I know James Harden's not playing tonight. And Kyrie admitted that he's not thinking about basketball, even though his team is, you know, headed into the playoffs. And we could talk about that, you know, another time. But it's just, it all adds up to, we kept saying this team needs to, you know, to gel together. Same thing with the Lakers now, LeBron not being around and AD missing all that time. This team needs, I mean, they're all professionals. They've all played together. I mean, whether the Olympics or just, whatever they they know each other's games they're all friends but like when are we going to see it like the like the the time to kind of like throw stuff against the wall and see if it sticks is over it's like it's playoff time and yeah you're not you know you're not playing you know they're what they're going to be the second seed so they're going to play say the playing games just kind of everything goes as normal Mm -hmm. would go you know the the higher seeds win they're going to play the Celtics, the seventh seed. You know, like the yes, the Celtics injuries, Jalen Brown's gone. They haven't been cohesive group all year, but still Tatum, Kemba on a good night, uh, Evan Fournier. There's shooters on this team. This team is good. And when when will the Nets like work? When will it all come together? Uh, you know, you're the Nets fan. Well, I'm going to say something to your your Celtics uh, comments. I believe wholeheartedly in Jason Tatum that he is one of the faces of the future. He is a phenomenal basketball player. Uh, But with the loss of Jalen, that is, that is already putting them in their grave. Like it's, it's over for them. I don't think they're going to do anything 
that's going to happen. You mentioned uh, Cardiac Kimba. Uh, he hasn't been Cardiac Kimba in a nope. while. Nope. Um, so, and he can't stay healthy. Uh, when he is on the court, too, he's still a liability defensively. Um, and you're going to be going against and guarding Kyrie. So, um, Kyrie's going to cook him. Um, and, and that's what it's going to be. If, But that is if Kyrie has his head in the game. Uh, but we still, you still have KD, uh, and KD is one of the top three players in the world. So I think they'll be fine with that uh, to get through them. Uh, James Harden sitting out tonight just for uh, injury management. So I'm, uh, A, happy that I did the podcast today because uh, I was going to go to this game because I wanted to see the big three and happy to know that he's not there and I didn't pay my money, alluding to what I was talking about earlier. Um but yeah, I, we'll we'll see what happens when they're all together, and I and I think you'll see that the first game in the playoffs. Yeah, you know, I I think it'll be ser- seriously interesting to watch. But if everything clicks, they're the team in the East to you know to uh, to not mess with. I sure. think you'll see their chemistry click halfway through the Celtics series. I'm I'm assuming calling it out right now. Are, yeah. Yes, assuming whoever the seven seed is, right? Whoever, yeah. Uh, that halfway through that series, I feel that you'll click, you'll see them click because that's the hardest time to play basketball is in the playoffs, and then to have these guys all together and going against the team, like finally, I, I think you'll see it click through that. They could probably have like some hardships throughout the first couple of games, probably still win, but. I think you'll see them fully click. Uh, I, actually, I'm going to even go out on the limb. They're going to click in the second series that they play. Like, you're going to see them go through. They're going to go through their hardships, and then they're just going to click, and it's going to be – you're going to see some really, really good basketball from that point. That's my prediction. That's my receipt. You can call me out for it later. And it might not be the Celtics uh, just based on still games to play, the playing games here. Um, could definitely be, a, you know – could be charlotte for any you know who knows mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll find out that's why they play the games right absolutely uh, and that's the uh, downside of recording at the end of the regular season like this um a- any other matchups you know kind of highlighting or or looking forward to next you know as the playoffs start just curious to see who the suns play um yeah. the suns uh i know the jazz are the number one seed uh, still, I think currently, um, I'm interested to see who the Suns. They play. have to win tonight to to be the Jazz. Have to win tonight to keep okay. The number one seed, because uh, they will lose it to the Phoenix Suns. I'm assuming, right? Yeah, they're the and the Jazz are playing the Kings tonight. Um, so, so yeah, I I, I just want to see who the Suns play. I want to see how they play in their because uh, they've kind of continued what they did in the bubble. Um, and then adding CP3, who is probably now my my favorite point guard of all time. Um, it, it's just it's just not it's night it's nightmare it's a nightmare for anybody. Like CP3 is a nightmare, and then Devin Booker, who who is only talked about amongst the people that really really watch basketball. I think this is going to be his coming out party in this playoff, and I can't wait for people to really see what Devin Booker does. You so. kind of saw it in the bubble last year, man. Yep. The guy was insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I hope so. And he's been a huge part in CP3, of course, as well in that leadership. And uh, he's been a huge part of, of the Suns team. And they're, they're a lot of fun to watch. I was going to mention, you know, when I asked you the question, 
Um, who are you looking forward to? I, I'd be looking forward to uh, the Suns play as well because, man, they're going to be a problem for whoever they face. Um, for sure. I can't wait. Can't wait. Hey, it's time for a new segment um, catching <laughs> you off guard. It's called Did You Know? Did you know, despite some confusion, Villanova's Mikhail Bridges is not related to Michigan State's <laughs> Miles Bridges? I figured as much, uh, but London Bridge is falling down, um, and all bridges connect. So we'll just we'll just connect them somehow. Yeah, somehow. yeah, it's all good. <laughs> uh, one was born in Philly. Miles was born in Flint, Michigan. Um, so yeah, there you go. There you go. Makes yeah. sense. Hey, it's it's. Time for our uh, up and coming, uh, well revered segment. It's called Brandon's UFC Corner. Brandon, take it away. It's called that because Sam still does not watch the pay per views, even when his friends tell him to do so. So multiple uh, friends every yes, week. Yes, you didn't so, come at me this week though. You didn't. You didn't. I didn't come at you because I knew I it was a waste of energy. Um, oh, and, and I'm over wasting my time trying to get you to watch this because you at this point in time are a lost cause. So I will wow. save my energy for those that actually want to watch it uh, because Sam clearly does not because his efforts have not shown that he does. Actions speak louder than words and I'm failing the audience he right now. He sure is. So I'm sorry, guys, that it only has to be me and that you have to hear. I me saw the here. highlights does on SportsCenter this morning. Does. I at so, least saw it happen. On so, so did somebody's grandmother in the coffee shop this morning that had ESPN True. on, but she had no idea what was going on. So, there's that. Uh, <laughs> I was actively paying attention while playing with the toddler. See, there you go. Uh-huh. You see how you threw the kid in there to kind of have yeah, the shield? Just... That's wild. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> so, last night, the main event was Charles Olivier against uh, Michael Chandler. Uh, which was a big controversy in itself, which ironically, we have two controversies today. Uh, and a lot of people were calling it, well, Tony Ferguson called it Dana white privilege for Michael Chandler getting uh, this title shot. So this, the title was vacated by Khabib uh, who, who retired after his father passed. He said that he would, uh, after he defended his title one more time and, and stepped away. Uh, Michael Chandler, this is his second fight in the UFC. And within his second fight in the UFC, he got a title fight. Sam, I know you don't watch it like this, but that is unheard of. That is not something that, that happens. It doesn't add, it doesn't even add up for a casual, if you watch boxing growing up or any type of fighting or, or anything, you don't just come in and just like, hey, next thing you get, you get a title shot. But Michael Chandler got that. Uh, and I'm glad he got it because Michael Chandler got his face punched in last night uh, because Charles Oliveira is the best fighter in that division. Uh, Chandler had him on the ropes at one point in time. Uh, he had him down and he was connecting, landing the jaw, had him dazed. Then the second round began and a left hook landed on Chandler's jaw and Chandler essentially went night, night, lost his legs, had Gumby legs, got punched in the face again. And then the fight was over. Um, Now the best part of this was Charles jumped over, laid down on the the table that Joe Rogan was at and said, surprise, surprise which is what Michael Chandler said after he won his first fight. 
So he was. And didn't he was, it take him like twenty eight bouts to like get there, and that's like the longest. Yes, pot, you know. Yeah. So I did see that on Sports Iron this morning. Yes. Well, I see. Look, look at, at look at Sam adding see? something. To I this. told look you. I was paying attention. Look at that. Yeah, you need to pay attention more. That's this is still not enough. Um, <laughs> he uh he's thirty one, and he is the best in that division, and I I believe he's going to continue to prove that. Of course, uh, Connor McGregor trying to stay relevant here had his two cents to say connor please please dana give connor this fight so connor can get his face punched in again and then we can all stop talking about connor mcgregor for good because i'm overhearing about him um even your dog's done yeah yeah he's, 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 he's done, done. he's like i don't want to hear this anymore he was like i'm done Next. with connor uh, so, uh, Benil Dar- Darsh is how you say his last name, if I remember correctly, uh, from Iran, uh, guy does not look like a fighter for a second. This guy is an absolute monster when he steps into the octagon and he fought a monster last night who was Tony Ferguson, who has now lost three in a row, uh, after being, uh, the, uh, undisputed champ for uh what was it 12 fights you had a 12 fight win streak uh and this man could not be touched and since he's lost three fights and he looks like a shell of himself uh he even said it in his early uh presser uh or his the, the promos that they cut that he's like i'm still trying to keep up with these young guys and it's showing that he can't keep up with these young guys uh that it's that it's pretty much over for him uh, in my opinion, and I, it feels bad because uh, El Kuku is the man. He is a fan favorite. Everybody was shouting, shouting his praise while he was there. Uh, but Darish, uh, Darish, excuse me, punched his face in. Uh, he he controlled the ground. He controlled the stand up. He controlled all aspects of the fight, and there was no way he wasn't winning that fight. So uh, there was a lot of a lot of other good cards, but those are the two, the main and co. Uh, event so i wanted to share those two because they were two phenomenal fights and there you go that was brandon's ufc corner got to get that sponsored maybe if sam participates sometime (laughs) time to play uh (laughs) time to play our favorite game the up and coming rising segment do you care hey hey is ready no (laughs) after being released by the angels earlier this week the la dodgers and future Hall of Famer Albert Pujols are in agreement on a major league contract, according to ESPN on Saturday. The Angels are picking up 30 mil of the last year of his 10-year $240 million deal, and the Dodgers are paying like 400 grand. Do you care? No. Um, I don't know how much playing time he gets uh, with the Dodgers. Uh, he went to a stacked team. It made it makes sense because he's got to go from Anaheim to LA. I know that's it's still a decent ride, but it's not like he has to go across uh, the country or and change his whole life. He's still in California. Um, I know the Angels are are doing pretty well without him. Um, I, I just think this this is a whole interesting situation. I think he. He's got a little in the tank. I don't think he should have went to the Dodgers if he wanted to play more because he's not going to get that playing time uh, so, with the Dodgers. Interesting. Corey Seager broke his hand last night. Oh, okay. So yeah. So it's scripted. It's scripted. Got it. So we're it's WWE. I, I understand. Okay. <laughs> Corey Seager Obviously. fractured his hand. It's going to be out at least a month. He's not going to have surgery. So 
this move happened before that. So they were hoping that he'd just be a off the bench lefty bat or a, someone to hit lefties off the bench. But now you figure you got to move Max Muncy to second and Chris uh, Taylor is going to play short for Seager. Um, so Albert Pujols in the field playing first base a little more for the Dodgers, but still they have four MVPs and three Cy Youngs on their team, former. So the rich get richer. They obviously lose. My MVP bet at the beginning of the season was Corey Seager in the NL. He's going to be out in a month. So that that dream is gone. But they also lost May, too. So Dustin May was, as well. That, yeah. that was big. Yeah. So, yeah, I, 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 I would say I feel sorry for them, but I don't because uh, they just won the World Series and they keep adding people. Uh, and the crazy thing is they lost Dustin May. And you and I both know, as you just alluded to, of all the Cy Young winners that they had, they lost him and it's still not going to be a major dent for them. Uh, he is a he is an amazing arm, but they still have people that are gonna you know take the place outside of David Price. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, hopefully for them it's not David Price, but Tony Gonsolin, Arias mm-hmm. is pitching well as well. Dodgers two games out of first place. The do you know who's leading the NL West? No, it's the uh, San Francisco Giants. And a game behind are the Padres. So right in it, the NL West is always tight. Um, Gabe Kapler's got those Giants playing well. But I, I, I care just because I think Albert Pujols, one of the best, the best pure hitter of our generation. But um, before Mike Trout, but of that generation, I guess. So you want to see him win another ring. But as a Yankee fan, I don't want to see the Dodgers win anything. <laughs> nope. So I guess I kind of care. It's a eh. Does that does that count? <laughs> what was your that. what was your face for you? You gave a shock and dismayed look as you're uh, as I'm talking here. You watching it's, the next game? It's going to be a crazy, this is great crazy podcast highlight. Crazy, crazy highlight. Uh, Blake caught a rebound, threw the ball behind his back up the court. Kyrie caught it, passed it to Mike James. Mike James threw it off the glass. KD came down and banged it. It was just so, it was just poetry in motion. Like it was just absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I, oof, that was, I can't wait for you guys to see this. Yeah, that was really, really good. That's why my face, that's why my face was like that. I was just like, oh, this is, this is what's happening right now. Got it. Glad you <laughs> care about watching basketball. I do. I'm very, very passionate about it. Uh, and uh, I, I, you can tell how much I care about the Dodgers uh, getting richer. Um, yeah, I don't really <laughs> care about them so much. So yeah. I got to pick our segments a little better. How about this? <laughs> With the blessing of Major League Baseball, the Oakland A's are looking for potential suitors and relocating. Do you care? Yes, I do. I feel for the people in Oakland. Uh, first, the Warriors gone. Uh then the the Raiders, excuse me, the Raiders first, then Warriors, uh, and now the A's. I, I don't, I don't like this. Oakland is is one of the best fan bases. Uh, I I believe in sports. They are loyal fans through and through, uh, and they're continuously getting robbed and now having their teams taken away from them. Uh, I do care for them, the fans. That is, um, I'm not too happy about that. To be yeah, I, I. Don't care. I, I care because I'd like to see 
Oakland have a winner and I don't know, like they have a winning team. The team's always in the playoffs. They don't have big name talent. Their farm systems average at times. I mean, you, you get like Lazardo and some other guys, but mm-hmm. the stadium is always empty. You saw it yeah. like yeah. rowdy as hell a couple years ago. They played the, uh, the, the Rays, and I think it was in a play in like the playing games, the wild card games, and they were rowdy, but like they never show up to games. Like the Coliseum's empty all the time. The Coliseum's a dump. Yeah. Like from yeah. all accounts, I've never yeah. been there, but you know, if you know, it always tops a list of like worst stadiums, and I, I totally believe it. And it's always empty. So I don't know if a new stadium like will bring f- fans in because the team's winning. Like, did a new Marlins stadium bring fans to Florida, Miami? No. Nope. So, like, I, I'd i like to – I don't know. I'd, it's, I don't want to say, like, Oakland doesn't deserve baseball, but they're just not showing up to baseball. So, like, what – will a new stadium True. bring it? And I think this is just them, like – I think ultimately a deal will get done and they'll, they'll stay in Oakland. But I think that's a valid point tempting. that you make. I think that's a valid point that you make that they don't they don't show up to the game. So it's like you guys say that you care about them. And then now you everybody wants to be like, oh, no, we're going to go now. It's like, but you weren't going for all these years. Like like we had to watch uh, (laughs) uh, the Raiders play on a baseball field and then (laughs) the A's essentially play on a football field. Right. So it's just like, are you guys really as dedicated fans as you say you are? Uh, I don't really want to question them because they seem extremely enthusiastic. But like you said, the, the attendance says something to to the leagues. And they're just like, we need more people in the seats. That's more money generated. And if you're not going to be there for it, we got to move on. We They show up to Raider games. They, oh, showed, up oh, to, yes. they showed up to Warrior games. Mm-hmm. So it's like, is it the Coliseum? Is it just... Oakland's attention for baseball isn't isn't there you know who, who, knows? Yeah, who knows they've had great teams forever Mulder and Zito and Tim Hudson and going back 20 years but like the Moneyball teams but you know they showed up then I guess but like only in big playoff time so I I don't know what the answer is if if they leave Oakland if this isn't just like flirting with other teams to get Oakland's attention where where's somewhere you'd like to see another baseball team relocate or the a's relocate rather i i really don't i really don't know like what, what are they gonna have like the the wyoming bisons like i don't, I don't like where where are you gonna some, put the team yeah like, i mean I, some you know there's been it's been flirted for a while like the rays could move the a's could move vegas portland nashville montreal I did hear Vegas. That's the one yeah. that I hear rumbling around, which makes sense because then it'll basically be like they're right back with the Raiders again. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it's like, oh, we got this big stadium and we can bet more. And uh, by the way, did you see what the Raiders are doing with their uh, their stadium with the uh, the new box uh, the, the box of seating a, they're doing? They're going to be a there's a uh, nightclub DJ in that. So, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, this is going to be wild. Um, but yeah, I, I see. That's a moneymaker. Uh, if they want to continue to go there, I'm sure I'm sure they have a great relationship with one another and be like, hey, just put us there too. Um, it's just had that scheduling confliction again uh, as normal. But I guess we just have to wait and see. I have no idea where they go. Yeah. Uh, maybe to Canada, another Canadian team. Back in Montreal. There you go. Um, well, last one. 
we had a spirited debate a couple weeks ago with our our friend spirited. <laughs> our friend Dave Severson of Sports Illustrated came on and we were talking about one of his favorite players and one of our biggest you know I don't know he's an enigma but it's it's Tim Tebow and uh, Jaguars head coach and uh, Ohio State coach and Utah coach and Florida coach. Urban Meyer says a decision on signing Tim Tebow is coming soon. The 34-year-old is rumored to join the team as a first-time tight end um, before, you know, minicamp. Do you care? As I said before, I will say it again. I don't give a damn about what Tim Tebow does. But I do care in this aspect, and I will make it very, very clear. If you can't smell the aroma of privilege here, I don't know what you are seeing or breathing. This is absolutely disgusting. When you get Hall of Famers like Eric Dickerson so upset that Tim Tebow is getting a roster spot after not being in the league, all of a sudden, now on, on the team because Urban Meyer wants to get his guys and create his locker room as if this is going to be an all-star college team of bums, you're going to ruin Trevor Lawrence if you keep doing this stuff. You have Devin Bush that is ready to knock Tim Tebow's head off if he even steps on the field, which I would love to see. Uh, <laughs> you're... you're you're hearing all these players speak out because essentially what Tim Tebow is doing is taking up a roster spot for a young player that is coming straight out of college that's been playing consistently or another player that's really been playing trying to do this. But meanwhile, Tim Tebow just gets to float to the MLB and try to be on and in, in the outfield and play for the Mets and then just come back. And now he can play tight end whenever he wants to for Urban Meyer. And this is just going to be great. This is going to be great for the league. It's Tim Tebow back. Listen, Sam. I have never wished <laughs> so hard for somebody to get hit on a football field, but I am praying that the first chance Tim Tebow, if he steps on the field, that he gets shot, that somebody laces him so hard in his uh, ribs that it knocks the air out of him <laughs> for an hour. So he's just gasping for air. Tim Tebow does not deserve to be on the court at, I mean, excuse me, the field at all. He's going to try basketball next. He, he, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. He's going to be caught up. Steve Nash is going to want to come to the net. No, no, I will. No, I will go slap fire out of Steve Nash if he tries to do that. Um, I, Tim Tebow, this, he doesn't deserve this. He doesn't deserve this one bit. And I hope he fails. That's it. C CBS Sports, P. Uh, Pete Prisco said, and I sent this video to you earlier mm -hmm. in the week. You're only a leader if you're good. And he's he's tuned into the Jacksonville team. He's he's from the area and he's covered the team for a long time. And um it's just it's it's kind of a, a joke. And I don't know if this is just Jacksonville throw like they haven't signed him yet. And I don't know if this is just throwing it out there to like get like a, a hot air balloon, right? You throw something out there, you just kind of see what the public persona will be, what the, you know, the, if there's any pressure, what, what the reaction is, and, and you kind of take it from there. But it sounds like Urban Meyer is going to sign 
this guy and i it this you know dave brought it up you you just brought it up dave brought it up a couple weeks ago when we were talking about this i'm really worried about trevor lawrence yep and this team how could you not ruining and ruining trevor lawrence and the opportunity to succeed in jacksonville because you just what i don't know hopefully you know just we see good football and we're wrong but Tim Tebow at 34 years old having played football in 10 years is not a tight end in the national football league. Like I said to you before, Sam, or I said at the beginning of this, how does this not scream privilege? You had an opportunity. You were drafted in, what was it? 2008, 2008 in the cam draft, I think. So that was that 2006. Oh, nine. I thought it was 08, but 08, 09, (laughs) whatever. Right. So you had all this time that, and everybody was saying when you faltered as a quarterback because you were 10, 2010. Okay. So it's 11 years since you've been drafted. You could have still been in the league and you could have been a tight end or a running back. And this wouldn't have been a big story, but you were so stubborn because you were going to be a quarterback in this league and you never Never ever wanted to admit that that wasn't for you. And now you're coming back because your guy, Urban Meyer, is going to bring you as a tight end. This is disgusting. This is disgusting. Yeah. It was a Sam, Sam Bradford draft, 2010. Uh, Cam, was, Cam was the next year. Um, Never when we started this podcast that I think Sam Bradford would ever be mentioned on the podcast. So thank you for doing that. Sam. There you go. The the goat of just finesse, the finesse mm-hmm. goat, Sam Bradford, just cash and checks. <laughs> the dude's got more guaranteed money than ever, man. Anyway, <sighs> anyway, that's and the show there. Anything, uh, anything else you're looking forward to, or what are you looking forward to this week, Case? Uh, getting called up to the show, uh, in, okay. in the show. I just made it to my triple E, uh, triple A team. Uh, the, uh, what is it? The isotopes, the, so I'm, pl- I'm playing in the Rockies organization right now. New Mexico uh, isotopes. Yep. Sorry. Yep. Uh, so I'm trying to, uh, just got called up there today. So I'm trying to make it to the, the bigs, uh, Two-way oh, player. uh, no. Okay. <laughs> I refuse to be, uh, a pitcher. Uh, they asked me to do that. I said, yeah, please never have me do that ever again. Uh, I just want to play short and just hit the ball. That's all I want to do. And that's all I do. Uh, by the way, Anderson Varejao is on the court right now, just grabbing rebounds. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, I'm also looking forward to these playing games. Can't wait to see that. And some more WNBA, uh, get to watch the Liberty. How about you, Sam? Tuesday, the playing games start. That's totally on the, on the docket. I'm going to catch whatever I can after we, we hang this one up and um yeah my uh my player on the show just got called up to the Braves and uh I'm I'm pitching and playing short so just you know is what it is uh shout out to Hayes for helping me secure a PlayStation 5 through just being a dope dope friend you're welcome good sir you're welcome good sir anybody else that needs this that is not a friend I will charge you a nice little fee not anything too crazy He's- but I got you we're sitting there pounding the the add to cart button on the target app and who does it, who helps who wins who secures it but my wife with a, a child on her lap yes in the fourth time and i'm sitting down here for hours just getting ready so shout out to my wife 
definitely shout out to your wife uh and keep spamming those uh add to cart buttons that's 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 how you win it all that's how you do it if i was only so lucky with all the sneakers (laughs) that would be nice all right so uh for hayes i'm sam thank you for listening wherever you listen to this podcast thank you for doing that leave us a a nice little five-star review it goes a long way on apple podcasts spotify stitcher google music wherever you listen to us thank you so much um for letting us uh, entertain you for an hour each week and make sure you follow us on instagram at chasing points podcast uh until next time uh i'm sam that's brandon we'll uh, talk to you soon also remember we're on k104's website too oh I yeah that, can't, by can't, the way. can't forget can't, that can't forget that um, k104online.com slash podcast yes yes make sure you uh, do that for the local people and even if you're not local uh but you know what time it is uh listen people um I've noticed more and more when I walk my dog on the side of the road, how people do not pay attention as they drive. Uh, Needless to say, um, when I drive, I can see all the way down the road. I'm always looking ahead to see what type of danger that I may encounter. You never know. Sasquatch may cross the street. Don't know what's going to happen. Bambi's little brothers or sisters. I'm not trying to deal with that. I'm not trying to be the end of a Disney movie. Uh, But what my biggest pet peeve is, is when you see somebody on the side of the road, um, move around the people. Um, and if you see me, I don't know how you can't see me if I'm wearing a reflective jacket or a bright red shirt. Uh, but clearly I need to check your eyes for you, uh, before I have to pop you in your eye. And I don't want to do that. And I want you people to be safe because people got families got to go home to, So just make sure you're paying attention on the road or just turn in your driver's license because some of you need to do that anyway because your psycho's on the road. So on that note, goodbye.